Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. few days have been rough for wrestling fans that is I'm going to sit there and say you know me on a personal level here's the thing after watching WWE Raw and after having a debauchery with last night's episode I think it best to want to uh Wrap women's leggings around my throat and squeeze. Not to kill myself, no. <clears throat> but to make sure I still have life in me after watching WWE Raw. I always make the mistake giving it a chance, right? And then I will get into that detail. But first and first, First and first, first and foremost, the consistent co-host of Wrestle Radio Network. Let's start off 2020, folks, on the right note. We're doing a Tuesday show for a fucking reason. It's to um, clarify that we are insane after watching this edition of Monday Night Raw. Or WWE Raw, as it's referred to now. Because we've got to refer to things properly, right? Ladies and gentlemen... From South Gamerson, please welcome to the show, Lady Lynn, part two. Vamanos. Hey, B-Train, what's happening, bro? I wish we could get a neuralizer now, you know, because WWE believes that We will forget that we, the audience, will not remember what their format was from last week. We're supposed to enjoy copy and paste, copy and paste. Certain people's opinions of fans never change. You should think this. You should enjoy this. You should do this. Since when were we fucking puppets on a string? Or puppets on strings? Let me ask you that. After watching Paul Heyman strut outside, and for those of you who magically think that, you know, Brock Lesnar, who was announced at this year's Royal Rumble, is going to walk away not unscathed, you know, they're making up for lost times. I mean, Lesnar has to be involved. He just has to because Fox is making him show up because he's contractually obligated by Fox since now he's a part of SmackDown Live. But yet he was on WWE Raw. He's still just standing there, folks, because his mic skills are atrocious. <laughs> he's just I, I can't there's one positive after that whole announcement which makes me cringe about going to Rumble now. Is Rey Mysterio and Andrade Cien Almas They had what you call A wrestling match And For WWE Raw to Have that Is a rarity But you know They had matches in the first Hour and a half which is something that Ceases to exist. Or has ceased to exist since God knows when the last time there was a full wrestling card in WWE or when it re- when it was referred to as WWE Raw. I don't know what they 
some fans refer to it as now, but um, what I mean by that is in the strongest sense, the words, it used to be entertainment. But now looking at it, it's just one big copy and paste from the week before because we're so lazy. I mean, I get it. You have to follow up with the feuds from last week and God only knows how long it lasts because some of the Raw audience has the IQ of fucking 12. Or actually, that's most of the wrestling audience. Some of you, not all of you. I see what you've done. I've, I've tried to watch Raw objectively and I cannot... I mean, it, it reversed itself. It, that's basically the title. WWE Raw in reverse. Matches. Finn blabbing. What do I... What does good old Brian Rails mean by that? Normally, Raw starts off with blabbing. It did. It started off with a fat platypus. I mean, wars, walrus. I mean, beach whale. I... <coughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any one right term for him, train There's no phrase to begin to describe the man who's basically gotten his meal ticket off of being Paul Heyman. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's meal ticket, if you will, or Paul Heyman's meal ticket is Brock Lesnar. Again, you see what Raw has done to me an educated individual who some of you are actually most of you have shunned because of an associate's degree but I should just say college degree someone like me who has a college degree is saying or using metaphorical phrases to describe a legend who owned ECW at one point and now has been nothing but reduced to being a part of creative and Helping input ideas to WWE Raw, being a good servant, basically. But that's not, you know, he said Lesnar would make history. I have a genuine fear now of going to the craptastic looking Royal Rumble. And I mean this in the most sincerest of ways because Rumble, they've had results where we've, you know, gotten what we wanted. But then that's a trap, folks. Because years later, look what happened. We didn't get, certain someones didn't get what they wanted. So, in turn, WWE audience does not get what we want. <clears throat> it would be nice if it wasn't a level playing field, but, you know, we'll discuss that during Off the Rails Uncensored 2020 edition. That sounds very Barbara Walters of me and Hugh Downs. I'm showing my age, folks. <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually, D-Train. Don't beat yourself up over it. Well, for starters, folks, you think I'm not going to cover the rest of WWE Raw? There, because of that edition, it's not as anything to do with, well, maybe it does being utilized uh, less, you know, Sarah Logan versus Charlotte Flair. I will talk about that also later on Off the Rails Uncensored 2020 edition about Sarah Logan leaving the company. Her latest tweet on Twitter, you know, apparently Twitter, you leave jobs. I wish I could, you know, two weeks on Twitter. By the way, I'm leaving fuckers on Twitter. That would be nice, wouldn't it, to leave our jobs like that? But um, matches like that, you know, Sarah Logan, who... At one point in time, was part of the Riot Squad with uh, Ruby Riot, and uh, well, now poster child for lesbians, folks. Uh, Liv Morgan. <sighs> like I said, I, I try to be objective and I try to see things, or try to see things from some of creative's point of view. So, Ashley and Lana, I've given up at this point. 
<clears throat> and it sounds like I'm negative Nancy. Damn right I am negative Nancy because here's the thing. That feud should have ended well before Extreme Rules, you know, or or Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, I should say. There was a tables match between Rusev and Lashley. But shortly thereafter, Rusev, Lashley, and then now Liv Morgan's involved and Lana, and it just... We all just would like to tell you, please fucking quit. No one wants to... For those of you who want to see this, you must have a thing for blondes and their asses and their tits. And I will get sexual with this because there are certain pairings that don't make sense starting off 2020. And that's not the off-brand SmackDown Live. Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. Wow. Again, other than being blonde and having big tits and a big ass, what in the fuck are you guys doing? Also, folks, the Tag Team Championships for Raw was on the line with the Viking Raiders, Street Profits, oh yeah, and the OC. Are the titles ever going to change hands on Raw? Or is it going to be like NXT? Where it took an injury angle to get the fucking ball rolling for other tag teams in the division to make their presences felt. I mean, I I have a lot of questions, man, that need answer. And uh, <laughs> Becky challenging Oscar. I mean, there's a bright spot to Raw. There's two. Oscar getting challenged by Becky. Oscar running her mouth. Becky. Just shutting Oscar up. Daisy Clino with a right hand to the chest. <clears throat> Is that enough to balance out my viewpoint on uh, how crummy WWE Raw was on the 6th of January 2020? I don't fucking think so. When Drew McIntyre has to double dog dare himself or the audience. <clears throat> Okay. You call back in just a second here. All right, can we hear us? Can hear you. Okay. Ladies and gents, I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties that we've been experiencing the last few days. So here it is. As I was saying, there's a lot of question marks. As far as it comes to... WWE Raw. 
And before I have any more interruptions, which is kind of ironic, I'm just going to enjoy myself here explaining to you how the card looked. No Way Jose versus McIntyre. Tag Team Championships on the line. Between the Viking Raiders, my personal favorite, Street Profits, and the OC. Are the tag titles ever going to fucking change hands is what I was about to say. Maybe they're waiting till Rumble. Maybe they're waiting till fans stop bitching. Or maybe they're waiting till overseas where they can actually fucking be human and lose a match. Sorry, had to take a jab there because Viking Raiders were great in NXT. They're still a credible tag team. However, they need to lose. And unfortunately for us, it might be because they're going to take suggestions, right? It might be Authors of Pain. And they're bland, <clears throat> big, they're big dudes. They they bring about the villain side of things. But I just, I've never seen it since NXT. I think they're the most boring, bland, big, fuck generic team I have ever seen in my life that always need enhancements to be like the, oh, they're like the, um, the Rottweilers or the Dobermans from Oliver and Company. That's who they remind me of. <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s reference. I'll have I mean, you think on it, you look at authors of pain and what they've done throughout their entire careers. They're just as bad as, you know, using the Viking Raiders or the Ascension. Big guys. Now, you know, it's not to say Hanson or Roe or Eric and Ivo are the two most cheesiest names for a tag team <clears throat> you could ever fucking think of. But, you know, you give credit where credit is due with Andrade, Kian Almas, and Ray. At least they carried on the, on the, the lucha tradition of getting to beat each other's ass. Asses. I don't know, I just start the party now. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE Raw was great, you know, when it got past the whole 17 to 20 minute promo that Paul Heyman spat out to the audience and rating defending this. First ever to do that, you know, first ever to be a champion and win the Royal Rumble. Please don't let that be. If he defends the title and loses, I will be... I'll be happy. I personally, I'll be overjoyed. I'll be ecstatic. No offense to those who do like him, if anyone out there really does, if any of our listeners actually happen to like him, but I can't stand the guy as far as I can throw him. He only shows up, folks. Grand total... Surprisingly, he showed up more last year than he did in the prior year in 2017. He showed up probably 22 to 23 times, and that includes live house shows and whatnot. But aside from the negative, folks, there's going to be a lot more brutal honesty, if you will, in my opinion. Somewhere you know, <clears throat> along the way, I'm going to pick up where I left off. And since my show got cut off last year because Blog Talk was having technical difficulties, in quote, I'm going to cut this tyrannical rant, you know, and give it a more vibrant life, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, the following content is to be said for audience all over. Okay. This show was coined and copyrighted in, on March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of the title Off the Rails Uncensored will be punishable by law, and also there will be a $45 fine for every usage of the likeness of the words Off the Rails Uncensored. If you have small children under the age of 14, please put earphones or headphones or cottons, cotton, you know, 
pieces of cotton in their ear, and if they're dumb enough to pull it out, shut them out the room because I don't want to hear another complaint through Instagram that they got, you know, detention or suspended or ex- not expelled. I think that would be funny as fuck for using not so friendly language. I mean, it's my language is not one for your fucking neighbor to fucking use. All right, fucking get it, fucking okay. There will be more F-bombs than during a regular A-raid during World War One and World War Two, And God forbid, you know, if there's ever another war. But we're not going to get into politics. All right, folks. Buckle up, fuckers. It's time to get in Brian Rails' head. Good luck with that, bitches. Dig it. Before 2020, folks, on December 23rd, 2019, 1.835 million viewers tuned in to WWE Raw. That's barely enough to keep your heads above water on network television. That's, that's the number of people that you would get. I don't even know how many viewers watch PBS, but dear Lord... That number is low, and I, I wonder why. When you have, okay, a lot of backstage segments because you have to keep it compelling. You have to make sure that people are tuning in to watch your product. Here's a thought. Condense the shit down. You have three hours. No. Make it back to two. We'll move to three. Why? To fit in everyone? It'd be easy to fit in everyone in two hours. It's called... You might want to consider getting rid of main event because no one fucking pays attention to that show when you're actually there at the programming. Unless you're a super fan who likes to see what happened in every which way fucking central. That's like saying you like the kickoff matches. And unless it's Rumble or Mania, the kickoff matches don't mean shit. Oh, let's see here. Out of the three-hour programming we had, Alistair Black... Versus Shelton Benjamin We had Rey Mysterio Versus Andrade Cien Almas With a controversial finish We had a three way For the tag team championships With the you know tag teams In the division uh, Street Profits The Viking Raiders And the OC Now one must fucking wonder Not just that But those matches but you have Charlotte Flair in a squash match versus a qualified individual who I do not blame for quitting WWE or quitting wrestling and in its entirety because you feel fucking burned out, man. And I don't speak for Sarah, but I can guarantee you when you're on the road that much and then you just get squashed completely by someone who is of wrestling royalty, um, it's not, and it doesn't, I think people are misunderstanding this on Instagram. It doesn't have anything to do with Ashley Flair, man, or Charlotte Flair, my bad. It has every bit to do with, okay, if the company is going to give you an inch, you better fucking dig your own trench and start building a foundation on your own. But then if you do that, you get in trouble. Ask Zack Ryder, ask Kurt Hawkins. There's... Also, the fact that AJ Styles, you know, had a squash match against Akira Tozawa to send the message to Randy Orton. And, you know, mimicking and mirroring moves, okay, that was funny. I'll give him that. But what has the OC ever been other than, you know, the self-proclaimed, you know, best? And then when it comes to them showcasing their talent and their ability, 
I don't think people understand how athletic and how great AJ Styles really and truly is. I mean, the man is world-renowned, not just here in the States, but in Japan they know who the fuck he is. So what's up with, you know, the Viking Raiders holding on to the titles, you know, clasping it, you know, like Dear Life is like the last freaking hot dog at Nathan's. Come on, which would never happen unless by some fucking miracle, you know, it was a cataclysmic world coming to an end type thing. And the only food source you had was Nathan's and Coney Island. But God forbid that would happen, man. I'm just telling you, (laughs) WWE Raw was a fucking reverse from what it was and not in a good way. So Heyman comes out for 17 to 18 minutes describing what Brock Lesnar was going to do at the Royal Rumble. Let me tell you why that puts me in panic mode going to Rumble in Houston. Because if I have to drive 11 and a half hours, I'm going to remember the positive. I'm not, I refuse to, okay, go to a WWE show and be negative the entire fucking time. Lesnar being a part of the Rumble, it makes me think what, are you guys making up for lost time? Did you just because, you know, John Cena's no longer with you, you have to give us the Bella Twins as part of the Hall of Fame, and now Lesnar is a part of the Rumble. Is that, I'm not saying that's punishment enough, but maybe you have amnesia from last time you did the Rumble with Asuka and Shinsuke winning and then them not doing anything at Mania 34. WWE Raw, okay, No Way Jose. He has done nothing but job the entire time that he's been on Raw's roster. He's gotten a lot of people extra work, you know, as far as the conga line. I guess that's a positive, right? McIntyre, a dude who, you know, has entered the Royal Rumble on Raw's side. Is he a threat, a legit threat? To Lesnar's well-being I don't know Because after watching Raw One might scratch their head and think Is there any bright spot to this shit? Oh Six-man tag Their big reveal was Big Show Okay, I was surprised to see Big Show And I'm sure everyone else was Because we thought the man had retired To an island by himself secluded himself to watch Playboy porn or whatever the fuck he does. Okay? And basically <laughs> me basically sure. chill and watch wrestling. Huh? It surprised me for sure. I wasn't expecting that. I tuned in for the last hour's worth of Raw and that was the last uh, partner I expected it to be. The only thing is, folks, it's the big show. And he has a lot of jokes, you know, for himself, because a lot of fans will say, well, he has more turns than NASCAR. Again, if you don't, if you do not pay attention to the cycle of professional wrestling when it comes to big show being involved in a storyline, that man has been known to backstab. But I don't know about this time because if he turns, people will be expecting it. Please do not. But knowing you guys, you guys are saying, well, maybe we should do the opposite of what this asshole says on his podcast because make, make our lives worth it totally to laugh at him to say shit on broadcast about what he says, what he does. You know, not just me. There's other podcasts that probably report this shit and think, okay. What else can you guys do to keep talent, you know, from actually achieving their potential? And which talent am I referring to? There's a lot on the Raw roster that is not being showcased. Mojo Raleigh? Fuck no, I don't really care for Mojo. Never did when he was in NXT. Um, McIntyre is one. You know, I guess he's the Sheamus. Overall, 
except for Sheamus, you know, is beating up on smaller dudes to make his point because he has to be the leader of the locker room. There's a lot of questionable shit going on about both rosters. You know, has Becky's contract been renewed? I'm pretty sure it has. Why, you know, of all people, instead of Charlotte, you let her beat Becky. And I'm referring to Asuka, folks, because those two are facing off in the Royal Rumble from H-Town. And it just seems like, you know, if I'm going to fly from LaGuardia Airport, you know, all the way to Michigan, and then from Michigan go to Texas and drive almost 12 hours, it better be worth my fucking diamond dollar to go to this event. Otherwise, you're going to hear me pitch an even bigger bitch fit than I normally fucking do on Off the Rails. Because with good reason, I have been through all the major pay-per-views, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. I've done it all, fan-wise, you know. And it would be nice if, if not just I, but others would witness some damn fucking decent bookings before the Royal Rumble. The six-man tag match ended, you know, in a disqualification, you know, because Seth Rollins brought in a chair and Big Show was seen at the end, you know, punching Seth Rollins in the face, and now they're in a fist fight. What in the actual fuck, man? Are we running out of, are we grasping for straws on, on WWE Raw? It sounds that way to me these days. It seems like they're running out of ideas left and right, and they're just trying to improvise in any way they can. But unfortunately, it seems to me that they're choosing the worst ways to improvise. Make it interesting. Spice it up. Don't give us the same old, same old bullshit. It's sad when I can tell you, dude, from years ago when Jimmy Jacobs was helping run SmackDown Live and when Billy Gunn was kind of helping, you know, on the creative side of things for WWE Raw and Brian James actually had a say and Jamie Noble was actually, you know, writing alongside and some people have left, folks. If you haven't noticed, WWE Raw looks so bland, completely devoid of, like, giving the crowd emotion. I'm trying to be specific here. You want stop giving us six-man tags. For fine fuck's sakes, would it kill you to give a one-on-one match and then involve the other two members of the faction? Like, if AOP is in duress, because <clears throat> Akam or Razor, you know, they can go one-on-one. I, they're wrestlers, for fuck's sakes. You can give them variety when it comes to booking them. But, oh, no. A six-man tag boat has to be. So we are WCWing this shit. Because, for God's sake, Seth Rollins has to be attached at the hip with two other dudes. And if Dean Ambrose isn't there and Roman Reigns is not attached to his fucking hip, we're going to give him AOP and the crowd is going to eat it up. <laughs> That's their methodology and their thinking. It could have been any random two guys. Why did it have to be AOP? Just because they, they bear the closest resemblance to the shield with the Kevlar? I think people in the creative, some of them have an obsession with the shield. So they're compensating it. And this is just my take on it. They're compensating with replacing Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and, you know, known as Moxley and AEW, they're compensating for their replacements. Folks, did it ever occur to you that he could be paired up with anybody that might be a shock if he ever teamed up with AJ Styles and the OC? It could have been four people instead of just three. But, no, he has to be... It's funny, they put him in denial, make him look, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, yes, I did mean to. 
God damn, dude. Raw storylines are angles and, and builds and arcs and feuds. They're just about as bipolar as myself. That's pretty fucking bad. Maybe we need to give Raw some medications. You know? Like, I don't seriously. even know if that'll help him at this point. I mean, I made the mistake of tuning into Raw because I thought hmm, it might actually be a, a wrestling show. But when McIntyre double dog dares the crowd, what are we in fourth or fifth grade? I'm watching the show that makes me, yeah, it's supposed to be watching the show that gives me therapy. It takes me away from reality. And I have SmackDown Live now and NXT for that. And if I am not mistaken, Both those shows don't disappoint me because NXT is full of, you know, two brands, NXT UK and NXT Undisputed, Imperium, Kaylee Ray, Rhea Ripley. I can go on down the list of, of superstars <clears throat> that are up and comers, Shotzi, you know, who works her way up from Evolve to, you know, main NXT, Austin Theory. There's new faces. Okay. Keith Lee is not a new face, but you have Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, you've got Mia Yim, you've got Bianca Belair. You have a women's division that actually, you know, is hungry to do something. Not to say that Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte and Becky and then we're not changing the game by any stretch of the means. But you look at the NXT rosters, both UK and, you know, NXT stateside, and they're showing you something. They're giving you flavor, if you will. And it's it's fucking amazing. The show, their shows are not bland. They are not drab. And they are not corny and cheesy to the point where you think you're watching Maury Povich with the whole fucking, fucking Lana and Rusev and Lashley and Liv Morgan bullshit. Because I have a feeling, folks, that's going to be a kickoff match at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa. There are certain questionable things that make you wonder. Who's steering this Titanic of WWE Raw? Because when you have... The numbers do not lie, folks. When the numbers are below 2 million, that means you have ample amount of time to fix your shit, one would think. Now that, you know, you, you lost... From 16 million subscribers on the WWE Network to 8 million subscribers, and that number will always fluctuate. But in one month, they lost it because Lesnar retained the championship. And he is the one cancer that will ruin any brand that he's on. And I thought, folks, that he was on SmackDown Live. Why was he seen? On WWE Raw, that is the question that needed that needs to be fucking answered, because I have anxiety as is when I saw his face on the screen when I turned it on the USA Network. I'm thinking, oh shit, this is their payback for giving us the Fiend as a champion. Because what if Lesnar loses the championship? Is he going to challenge you know alongside Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and? The Miz and other people from SmackDown Live, is he going to challenge for the WWE Championship and then Roman Reigns is going to win? I'm sorry if I bursted your bubble, Creative, but I think that's kind of where this is headed. Not in that quite direction, but kind of the general view. It's sad when I can pinpoint a little bit of WWE Raw and its predictability, man. If, it, if WWE Raw wasn't so damn predictable, and if they wouldn't, st- if they would just stop copying and fucking pasting from week to week, that would be nice. It'd be nice if you would change up AJ Styles from Randy Orton. Come on, man, AJ can wrestle circles around Randy. 
They're both very talented competitors, but I feel fucking AJ Styles should be a world champion again. People were like, oh, it's getting stale. It's getting kind of be the AJ show. No, it wasn't. The dude barely fuck held the title and then lost. And if I'm not mistaken, that guy is in AEW right now. To whom he lost the championship was the last time that AJ held the fucking title. He doesn't mind, you know, losing to people. That's not the point in wrestling. If you don't give us a show, WWE Raw has not really been the front runner to give us fans a fucking show. Do you know what it has been? It's been a lot of pain to watch the fucking programming that is WWE Raw. The intro is badass. The pyro makes you feel good inside and makes you feel a bit nostalgic. But what's its purpose? How is it serving its audience? Other than, you know, <clears throat> it looking like a lopsided squash match central, you know, Eric Rowan again, it's like, um, kind of creepy with, you know, the blood in the eyes. I don't know what kind of creature is inside that freaking, uh, that pet carrier. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't want to know what the creature is inside the cage he's always carrying around. And maybe there's a small part of me that wants to know, but mostly, I'd be content if we never found out. I think it's sad when Lady Lynn has to play... You know, the the card of I was charging my, my video game and my Nintendo Switch, so I might as well turn on WWE Raw. Being broadcast journalist in this era is definitely difficult. If we if we had podcasts back in the day during the Attitude Era, um, I guarantee you, you would not hear as many complaints. Then they say, well, you would have complained about so-and-so. About Stone Cold, about The Rock, about Triple H, about Mick Foley, uh, about The Undertaker. I I don't fucking think you guys understand. Not just the attitude here. If I can go back to 1994 to 1996, and Raw had higher ratings before Nitro was a thing. For those of you WW or WCW fanatics, I'm with you. I liked Sting. I liked. You know, the whole Hogan Sting rivalry, the NWO, black and white, didn't, you know, mind the wolf pack back in the day. But the stories were what they were because they were few. Like I said, if AEW was to be challenging the show that it should challenge, instead it's challenging the up-and-coming show, that's a different story. If they were challenging WWE Raw, I hate to say it, but Raw's product might be better. Instead, you know, they challenged Hunter, and Hunter's like, thanks. You know, according to Forbes.com, they've, in it, WWE, NXT, and USA Network has beaten AEW six weeks in a row. Actually, longer than that now, because they'll probably beat their ass tomorrow. They're like, well, you hate AEW. It's not that I don't like AEW. I think they're trash, too, because the Dark Order now attacking Cody and Dustin... I mean, how many factions are going to attack them and how many inconsistent story, story angles, storylines, whatever you want to call them, is there going to be between Cody Rhodes and fill in the blank? We already know the Inner Circle and Chris Jericho, you know, have Adam, and then now the Dark Order. There's way too many fucking factions in AEW for us to keep up with, man. And their tag team division? Hmm... Some people want to take shots at WWE's tag team division. <laughs> Are you the pot or the fucking kettle? I love you, JR, but <laughs> I respect you and I respect your opinion. But, dear Lord, please do not fucking talk about the tag team division. Because you have like an overflow of tag teams. And one of them in which, in particular, could be champions, but are not. Because it would be too predictable. It would be just like WWE. The Young Bucks should be your fucking champions, not SCU, because 
only a few folks have heard of Scorpio Sky and whatever the fuck the other dude's name is. See? That bad. I mean, at least WWE has a tag team division worth talking about. How many different tag teams make up AEW? How many dozen tag teams, I should say? Well, you look at AEW's roster and it's so deep. It's like the Yankees' fucking bullpen. But the only problem is how many people, just casual fans, will know okay, this tag team, blah, blah, blah. I got to do my research, blah, blah, blah. There's way, and I'm going to say this nicely. I watched AEW for five weeks, go off and on. Their saving graces are Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Jericho Moxley. Hager is not a saving grace. He's just a henchman. Uh, He's hired on. They're like, you can't talk shit unless you watch programming. I've watched programming, believe it or not, folks. I'd rather dip my foot into acid than to watch that bullshit. And I'll tell you why. Because they're very first programming. Well, yeah. (laughs) Their their first example of a fuck-up was Riho versus Nyla Rose. Now, on paper... Nyla Rose is 286 pounds. Riho is 98 pounds. For flying fuck's sake, she's a buck even or buck one. We don't say women's weight now, but Nyla Rose is not afraid. The point is, if you're a bigger competitor in, in most logics and in, in anything, boxing, wrestling, there's that one in a million David versus Goliath chance that you are to be victorious. She wins the title. Riho does. Now, their premier female athletes over there, Britt Baker, she can work, but she's got a bit of an ego. Who doesn't? You know, that's professional wrestling. Then you have Brandy Rhodes. And Karma, or not Karma, Awesome Kong. At one point, a competitor offers her ponytail as a form of sacrifice. There's no... Okay. This is the point where I draw the line in the sand and say, for those of you who think AEW has a women's division, what crack are you smoking because I want some? (laughs) And I'm not talking about actually doing it. But, like, if I look at the one positive that women's division on SmackDown Live and NXT UK and uh, NXT has. I'm not going to mention Raw because Becky's a saving grace and Charlotte Charlotte. Other than that, you know, other than those two on the women's division and Asuka and Kyrie Shane. Who, you know, that's another thing. What happened to the Raw women's division? You know, Sasha, Bailey left and they want to keep those or separate because, God forbid, if they gave us the four horsewomen, we'd lose our shit and mark out like fanboys and fangirls. But <laughs> that's another area. I mean, I, I would want to figure out what what is it going to take for you guys to give us what we want. You guys say you're going to give us what we want. You know, a story, you know that's brilliant, Bill, the story. Lure the fans in. Get your merchandise sales up on Christmas and New Year's. And you wanted specifics on what I liked and what I didn't like? Of course, you know, Shelton Benjamin and Aleister Black give a good show. Aleister is a good wrestler. He's a good worker. Not just one match or one worker. All of WWE Raw needs a cosmetic fucking makeover. And by that, I mean you need to give the fans a certain amount of wrestling and a certain amount of promo. Give us about like 26 to 28% promo and less backstage shit unless it's absolutely necessary because you know you got to fill time. You're paying the network millions of dollars per second when you start blabbing on the mic. Okay. 
people will tell you where to stand, what to say, how to say it, when to say it. You're coached, man. It's not done, you know, with a fine fucking pair of golden, you know, okay, yeah, this is what you're going to say. That With Raw, it's more of a big production. So what I would, you know, and others might, might like to see is going to be different. But we all agree. Lesnar needs to be away from that Royal Rumble. With a, you know, he needs to be backed off with a big metaphorical 10-foot pole. And I say this very fucking nicely. Unless you want to hear Granny Hulkster bitch on Attitude Era Live. Unless you want to hear Icon, myself, Heel Marks Podcast, and all the other brilliant podcasts around professional wrestling bitching up a storm. The only way to prevent that storm is if you treat our environment correctly, okay? <clears throat> wow, I'm bringing weather into this shit. I'm not into weather, but, you know, here's the thing. Everybody knows that when you harm an environment, it eventually <clears throat> comes back and gives you one big shit storm from hell. Just throwing that out there. Well, yeah, I, I want my raw back. I want the raw where it made everyone on the edge of their seats. You were guessing what the fuck was going to happen, and you didn't. You tuned into your TV like you were glued to it. You sat down. You had popcorn or whatever. You ate your dinner. There's just. That shock value, man. Raw is no longer shocking. It's predictable. It's like, you know just by watching it. I don't read spoilers, folks. I am one of those old-fashioned fuckers that likes to uh, watch the movie and not read the spoilers. Some of you may think, well, you're probably the, the guy that reads spoilers in Marvel films. No. I don't because I've read the comics and could tell you kind of what direction they're going cinematically. Just because I, I've read some of the comics, you know, from issues one through ten as a child, man. So you didn't know what was going to happen. No, I don't. But I can tell you just by watching and observing. Raw is one of those shows now that makes you believe, why did I waste my time getting cable to watch a show that doesn't have any fucking substance behind it. There's no, wow, did you see Raw last night? No. If Monday Night Football is beating its ass with an average viewership of 9 to 10 million viewers on average, man, the WWE universe is thinking, well, there once upon a time was when football was getting their asses beaten ratings on ESPN due to the fact that it was actual fucking wrestling. Now, it's just like, I wonder what's on the tube on Mondays. You got CSI, you've got Monday Night Football, you know, during football season, you got Monday Night Baseball. When baseball is beating Raw, do you know how, in, I, I'm a Yankee fan, and I will tell you, that, is bad when wrestling is losing to baseball. I mean, I stand behind my Tigers 100%, you think, but yeah, when baseball beats out wrestling, which was once the dominant show on Monday night, that's just pathetic. It's embarrassing. Like I said, the number that stood out to me before the beginning of 2020, 1.835, the demographics had slipped, you know, from 18 to 45 from, was it 20, yeah, it was 18% to 12. It dropped a whole 6%. I mean, you wanted specifics. The only thing selling like hotcakes right now for WWE is its merchandise. I looked online, you know, on TickPick.com. WrestleMania still has seats available because why? 
Um, <laughs> it's WrestleMania, but the fact that the Bellas are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to cry about that because I know that the NWO is being inducted. And I know that that caused some controversy on the other side because Shivani believes that Eric Bischoff should be a part of that, you know, whole they should be inducted bullshit. You know, alongside Eric Bischoff, do you know that they don't, I don't think they have an issue with Eric. I just think they just don't really like the fucker, that's all. He's one of the most legendary, iconic figures in sports entertainment history. But for him to be classified alongside the NWO, are you fucking kidding me? No. Yes, Eric was a part of the NWO, but um, no. <clears throat> I still think of Hogan, X-Pac, Nash, and Hall. But mainly Nash, Hall, Hogan. You don't see Bischoff coming back in 2002, do you? No, you don't. And I'm not... (laughs) He was an influential part of it, yes. Eric Bischoff versus Jay Leno. Simon Dallas Page. And he got Carl Malone. But the thing is, folks... As I'm tinkering around here on my fucking phone, I was tinkering around when I was watching WWE Raw. I shouldn't be fucking tinkering around on my phone in the first place. I should be enjoying myself. You know, man, this show is awesome. I can't take my eyes off it. But instead, I'm sitting there watching the tube going, fuck, I don't have enough breadcrumbs for the entire podcast home. <laughs> well, the variation I on it. Well, yeah, it's a Lewis Black reference kind of night because I got 20 seconds and I'm going to go a little bit over, folks, to explain why WWE Raw needs improvement. I I feel like a, a fucking broken record now. You want this show to succeed? Well, then here it is. You know, it's 1:30 in the morning. But I don't fucking care because I'm going to go overboard. Just over time, I mean. There's a fine line between sports entertainment and, you know, entertaining yourself. Oh, that was a great show. We got him hook, line, and sinker. We got him talking about it. You want us buzzing about your show again? Here's a suggestion. Include the talent, but don't give them squash matches. In the sense that you give us, we gave you entertainment, and we it's all about the players executing the plays. This is not the NFL, man. This is the this is like the premiere, the top show since 1993 in wrestling. It's 26 years old. Please, a long time. I mean, it's it's all up to you guys, man. Creative. Uh, the wrestlers are not the ones suffering, but if you get managed to get someone who's like a prominent wrestler since birth, not birth, but like since day one, to quit, I wonder if, how many others are going to follow suit. Maybe she was just burned out, but I mean, Sarah Logan quit, and is she a big deal? Yeah. Because she was, you know, part of a faction that actually meant something, all right? Riot Squad was actually a group of women that made impact, and now they're split up and they're no longer... I haven't seen Ruby Riot in forever, maybe, you know, because of injury, whatever. But I just want to point out, folks, WWE Raw used to be... The show where you get up in the morning and talk to your friends in middle school or however old you are or talk to them at work, talk to them at the at the dock and be like, man, did you see Stone Cold with that beer truck? Did you see Triple H with that sledgehammer? see Kane with that fireball to China's face? Raw has turned into... Let's invite legends every once in a while to get the ratings back. Flowing. Let's do shit overseas. So the Viking Raiders can lose overseas, but they can't lose stateside? Hmm. 
Okay. So we got what we wanted last year at Mania 35. Is this payback? Is that why Lesnar's in the Rumble? I hope. I hope I eat crow. I I really at this point hope I eat crow by the words I'm about to say. If Lesnar wins the fucking Royal Rumble, I'm going to contemplate not going to Mania 36. And I've been going... For the last, I'll go, but I won't go to Mania 36. I'll go to NXT TakeOver, and I will go to Hall of Fame. I'll go to WrestleCon. But I sure as fuck will not go to Mania 36 if this is the bullshit you're going to present to us. Don't blame me one bit, I'm losing faith in going to WrestleMania ever. I I just feel like, you know, I will go to Mania. But it's like after being a nine of them and only having three quality Manias out of the nine that I've been to, <laughs> man, alive, that makes me question myself as a fan. How, why do I watch it? Why do I love it? Like liking the Raiders. Why do I cheer for you guys if, you know, after every year it looks promising and then you lose? It's because... I'll answer that question. I have a passion for it. I love I loved being a part of professional wrestling, even if it wasn't on the major scale. But to see what WWE Raw has turned into, well, it's not going to change my MO. I'm going to get up and go to work in the morning and beat my head on a rock after watching <laughs> what's going on with WWE Raw. You want suggestions about your show? Vic Joseph, oh yeah, I, I was about to say it was Michael Cole and Taz reincarnated with, you know, Samoa Joe, but I'm glad Samoa Joe's back, you know, competing. I'm not so sure about Big Show because it's like fucking how many, how many turns has that fucker had? There's, I mean, there's a lot of question marks about Raw. Is it my concern? And I hate people who are going to tell me, oh, you shouldn't think that way. So what is, you know, like, please fucking do not impose your opinion on how fans should feel. That will set me off quicker than a firecracker on the fucking 4th of July on a barge on the Brooklyn Bridge. You want explosion? Fine. I'll give you a hint of explosion from Brian Pillman, the loose cannon. I guess I have to piss all over this establishment. I'm not going to piss on WWE because that's fucking wrong. All right? I'm just going to suggest things and sprinkle in suggestions. Like, if you want people to tune in, make it to the point where it's, if it's three hours, give us at least an hour and 45 minutes of action and maybe 45 minutes of promo Not Paul Heyman standing on the mic For 45 minutes Alright There's other superstars on that roster Infiltrate them in And fans will be like oh this guy Oh that guy Quit with the squash matches Please We get it We get it you want to protect your audience And you want to protect Your uh, superstars and Don't let them get them hurt you know what happened to the 24-7 championship? We'll never know. And I will always point this out. I will watch professional wrestling because it's a therapy to me. It's a therapy to others, you know, who need a sense of relief. Please quit making me feel like I'm going to have to be on edge and my anxiety will go way up. All right? Can you guys please put together a show instead of, oh, they talked about it. Yeah, we talked about you all right. And it's in a negative connotation kind of thing. Anyways, folks, that'll do it. I have work in the morning. I have to get up and get to the bus stop and go to the train and go on my merry little way to work, you know, and uh, enjoy the scenery as I as I walk by, you know. Anyways, folks, 
<clears throat> That'll do it for tonight. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, and then tune in fucking tomorrow. Because it's going to be hella enjoyable, all right? Because this is the road to uh, Rumble where dreams are made and people's either dreams are <laughs> realized or never even surfaced. Just ask Asuka, just ask Shinsuke. I'm going to throw that one fucking out there all the time now. Well, maybe not all the time. You didn't like what good old Brian Reels had to say? I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, and Lady Lynn. If you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, you can call this lady anything, but don't call me crazy. I wouldn't suggest doing so, folks, unless you want to see the crazy unleashed. Hi, good night, toodles, bitches. Uh, Lady Lynn and I will be reporting from Houston, Texas, and we'll you know keep you up to speed with pictures on Instagram and our Facebook. Be sure to follow us all on our social media handles, Russell underscore radio on Instagram, btrain 5000 on Twitter, www.wrestleradionetwork forward slash facebook.com. That'll do her. Good night, bitches. Sweet dreams are made of these. Dig it. Because of something I